Oh man, guys, this, this week's game has such a cool concept. You enter other people's minds. Mm-hmm. Right. But better than that is that I got the thing. I got the thing that lets you go into other people's minds. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Did you, like if you pre-ordered the game back in 2005, you could just get the box and plug it in your head and then you can do it to anybody. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering if you guys wanted to like, I don't know, jump around inside my brain for a bit and uh, see what kind of like cool stuff. I bet there's like puzzles to solve and collectibles and like waterfalls that like represent like, oh, this is this is when I was nervous when I was a teenager, like that sort of thing. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd love to go. Nick, you want to go? I mean, it's yeah, I'd love to crawl inside your noggin, see what's going on in there. <laughs> cool, guys. All right. Well, I'm going to just plug in and you guys can just enter as soon as you want. Great. All right. Great. Hey, let's Matt, let's go. Wee! Yay! Oh. Hmm. Um. Is it like loading, or is that what's? Yeah. Um. Are we like in a queue? It's kind. It it seems like, and I'm not trying to be rude to our friend, but it just seems like there. It's like empty in here. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a Best Buy that went out of business. Yeah, it's giant. Cavernous hall. You, you would think there'd be at least like juice of like some, you know, like a little like brain yeah. something. I was expecting like I don't know, some weird like creature or something. Yeah, Somewhere, or like a like, ro- a like even like a sleek like robotic in- interface, like some just right. something. Yeah, something that says Heather, but no, it's just a, it's just empty, and it's not even like. Cool, empty. Like, do you know what I no. mean? Like, it would if it, it would it would be like a cool design choice to have like like hidden things. I'm touch, like, it's I'm a really clean, like yeah, instead of, yeah, like no, there, it's not like any of these panels open up or anything. This is just a, a endless void. And you know, like again, I'm not trying to be rude. It sucks in here. It's and really, I, and it's I hate awful. it. <laughs> it's truly awful. Is Heather dumb? I don't think. See, that's the thing. I, I don't, don't think, think she's dumb. I don't think so. Does she just not have a soul? I, that's what she doesn't have a soul. Uh, that's okay, what it but is. The, the soul is not brains. Like that doesn't make sense either. I mean, maybe it. Maybe it is. Maybe that's what we're learning. <sighs> I'm not mad at Heather, but I am kind of like I am a little pissed off. I don't know how to re- react towards Heather now because I don't think she is a person. <laughs> like. It's like we warged into a doll. Let's let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. This is awful. (laughs) (laughs) We brave basic braining and befriend a lungfish named Linda in Double Fine's platforming adventure classic Psychonauts this week on How Did This Get Played? Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and 
Waititiest video games of all time. That third W is by Matt Usedom. Uh, quote, in honor of Matt Apodaca's now famous tweet. Oh, God. You can submit yours at GetPlayedBot, hashtag WWW. I'm Nick Weiger, <laughs> along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. Now, if you're not on Twitter, uh, because you have some sense, you might have missed this, but our boy, Matt, Went very, very viral. As viral as I've ever seen anyone go. It was pretty crazy. Usually, look, I'm getting in the hundreds of likes. I I, don't, I have a modest Twitter. It's not for everybody. It's for me, yeah. baby. Right. It, it's but I had one that sort of broke through, and 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 God and God bless everybody who uh, who liked it, who smashed that like button, who smashed that RT button. Uh, Taiko uh, YTT himself got involved, got in the mix. Look, it's it, look. When it tweets Max, you don't know what you're supposed to do, and I and I, and I still am uh, still dealing with it. I don't know what yeah. to do. Everyone was telling me how horny they were for Kate Blanchett instead of acknowledging the context of the the tweet, <laughs> which was you know, I, and I don't disagree. It, it was just a lot of information, a lot of people being like, "I'm saving this for later," and I'm like, "Okay, great, uh, yeah. gross. Like, I don't need to hear any of this." Uh, because it was a, it was for- a photo with caption that you yes. that went viral. Yeah, yeah, but and it was it, a caption you, specifically about. Your job. Yeah, exactly. Which is also our job. <laughs> yeah. And it, how it, it's silly to talk about my job and the problems of my job when my girlfriend works at a hospital. So there you're all yes. caught up. Uh, if you saw the picture, you'd be like, I see how. But, you know, explaining this to anyone who's not like, I tried to explain this to my girlfriend's parents who are like yeah. older. And they were just like, what are you like? They were like getting mad. I <laughs> 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 couldn't understand what I was talking about. It's like describing an improv scene you were in. Yeah, so but I was like, like what? what? But somehow, like, worse. Like, it was like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I didn't feel good about it at all. Um. Well, hey, that's going viral for you. Uh, it's, it's mostly people just getting mad at you in, yes. in the end. <laughs> Someone did call me a cuck. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, we have a, a, a fascinating game to discuss with, a, with an awesome guest. But before we get into that, it is first time, as we always do, before we descend into gaming hell, although I'd argue it's not hell this week, it is first time to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, let us know when to begin. Begin. I am going to take this opportunity to discuss the PlayStation 5, which I got my hands on via the great Heather Ann Campbell, uh, went above and beyond to uh, find one, find a Best Buy that had it, actually putting it in your own cart and reserving it for me, and then I picked it up from you. It was, it was a lovely gesture. Uh, and so I've had some time with the PS5, which is an excellent piece of hardware. But let me tell you, Astro's Playroom blows my mind we're getting two big thumbs up from our guests i can't believe how good this game is this is a, a free pack in that's like uh, one of my favorite platformers in the the whole 3d uh the platforming era it's 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 so good it's such a tight little package it's so fun uh the, it controls so well it looks aesthetically and 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 sounds so great and it's also just this, this nostalgia trip through playstation history which if you've owned all the sony consoles as i have it's just kind of like it's just an amazing uh, little uh, uh, little memory voyage. It, I, I I was like I expected this to be a glorified tech demo, and it's a, a full fledged like good short platform game. It's like it's like really well, up. okay. Anyway, I loved it, and thank you again, Heather. You you're welcome, Nick. 
I'm glad that I facilitated this trip through PlayStation history. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys play? Well, we should we should introduce Wait, our guest because our guest played well, it. Yeah. Before before we go on, I want you to know that uh, I I was eating a bag of cookies uh, in front of the room. Uh, that I'm I'm back at at work and I'm I'm eating this bag of cookies and they're like you're just eating a bag of cookies and I'm like yeah it's because I did something nice so somebody <laughs> did something nice in return and they were like is this the first time you've ever done anything nice for anybody because <laughs> you're saying it like like it's like a hallmark <laughs> and I was like maybe I am maybe I did maybe this is it um, so Nick gave me five bags of cookies. Uh, in, as a thank you gift, and I have been eating those cookies uh, like a dog out of <laughs> like a dog <laughs> found its way to a cabinet. I'm <laughs> um, glad you mm. like the cookies. Uh, Kevin I Porter has a, a great podcaster. Kevin Porter has a has a cookie as a baking company. If you're in the LA area, Kevin Bacon Shop B A K I N. Uh, you can check that out. Um, but hey, let's introduce our guest. A senior producer at CNET and host of Comic Book Squad on Twitch, returning to the show, Ashley Escada. Hi, Ashley. Hi, friends. Heather, that's not true. The nice thing you did uh, before the bags of cookies and the PS5 was inviting me onto the show previously. Uh, oh, there you oh, go. That's a nice. You consider that nice? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, I mean, the experience of playing that game because I played through the original game because I didn't know I could just, the, that, you can go, everyone can go back and listen to that episode yes. for my, my foibles, my nights into dreams foibles. Um, but, uh, but, but I had a great time hanging out with you guys. Well, we're happy to have you back. A delight Yay. to have you back. And and I do want to ask you about Astro's Playroom because you were reacting to it, but but you spent some time with it. It's insulting how good that game is. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yes. it's actually like slightly I, I'm enraged at how good it's, it's such a cute little <laughs> platformer. I, I was just like, OK, well, it was a little tech demo like, oh, right. the little blocks go from side to side of my controller. And then all of a sudden game just like opens up into this super cute thing that is good and and plays really well and yeah. has all kinds of great little secrets and and the trophies are really fun it was just it had no right being as good as it was no right to be as good as it is 100% I told I mean the 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 I guess the age of the pack in game is back but I I was just like I was like you just surprised by it but uh, Matt Heather you guys mess around with Astros at all Yes, uh, I love I love an Astro Burger. Uh, it's delicious. Um, <laughs> right. Got a different a, thing. Okay. Yes, and I've also messed with it. I like the little boy and the rockets in his feet. I think he's a great a great little Astro boy. That's who we're talking about. What yeah. Astro boy? <laughs> yeah, Astro different boy. again. Different Astro boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really uh, I I like it. Um, I, other than. So the only legit PS5 games I've played are Astro, Miles Morales, and Dark Souls. And I feel like Astro is the one where I'm like, I want more games to take advantage of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't right. feel like yeah. Spider-Man and Dark Souls really... I mean, I've, I've heard rumor of Hitman 3 using those adaptive triggers to great effect. Yes. But other other than that, I've that's that's it for me is the triggers in Astro. And that's I've it. been playing the control uh, upgrade. I restarted my save game, the PS5 upgrade for control, the next gen update. And um, man, the service weapon feels incredible. 
Oh, wow. You can just wow. feel every tick, 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 tick inside as it as it shifts. And it is mm. just, if you have, even if you've already played Control on pre- previous gen consoles and you have either an Xbox uh, Series X or a PS5, play it again. Like, you can't transfer your save file, apparently. Like, that was very frustrating. Yeah, but weird. I'm, I'm gl- actually glad that was the case. They said it, apparently it was the rebuilding of, like, the engine stuff was so varied that they didn't carry over save data. Uh, but th- I'm glad that that's the case now because I have to play it all the way through. And um, there's some really great accessibility options now in assist mode. Uh, so if you're if you were waiting for something like that, that's also available. It's so good. It's so so good, and I'm happy I get to play it again on PS5 with those controllers because it's it's pretty fun. Um, I didn't. Uh, I I actually downloaded Control Control because I saw they re-released it on PS5, but I never played it on PS4. Heather did. Heather, you had a less favorable take on Control. Am I wrong? Look- Look, I'm I'm just coming to terms with the fact that Ashley and I don't see eye to eye we on don't. a lot of video games. <laughs> I was Knights is among my greatest treasures. Hates Knights. Uh, today's game probably the same. It's gonna be a seesaw of expectations mm-hmm. and and uh, executions. I did not like Control. Um, I played it. I played it all the way to the end. You know, and I kept being like, "Oh, we're about to turn a corner with this game." Uh, but I also did the same to Jedi Fallen Order, where I was like, right. any day now, any day. I felt um, like that in that game too. But I really, I did like Control, so I don't know. Maybe sometimes we have like we're like a Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like sometimes <laughs> we overlap. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. That works. It's like um, nice to be. What? Go ahead, please, Nick. Help. I, <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> this is going great. <laughs> I, I was I just as you were talking, I realized that Matt was referencing Astro Boy, the anime that was like I was like, wait, a, like Astro, you mean the boy, the dog is Astro and the Jetsons. You mean the boy is oh, that was so like, oh, wait, glad that Elroy gotten here with all the rest of us. I finally yeah. connected. Well, and I actually I've, I've never. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I've never uh, glad to be here. I've never seen the anime, but I did play. There's a fucking great Game Boy Advance game. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a great yes. Astro Boy yes. Game Boy Advance game that's like one one of the best games on that system. This is like, why oh, I yeah. mentioned it because I knew you played it. And then yeah. you brought it up again. I was like, maybe I'll just cut it out. But since you brought it up again, I, I have to leave it in. <laughs> no, keep it in. It was me being dumb, not you. It's a smart reference. Um, uh, Ashley, uh, as you, you have Comic Book Squad on Twitch, uh, I, I, I'm curious if you have any uh, any games that come to mind in the comic book world uh, that have ever, that have you feel like effectively translated that. Oh, like anything- this is a very yeah. easy answer. Yes, it's The Wolf Among Us. Wow, Telltale Games, The Wolf Among yes. Us, perfect translation of the Fables universe, 100. percent I love that game. I, I I thought that that up there with The Walking Dead, the their so t- like Telltale's two best efforts. I thought the mm-hmm. the Wolf Among Us is awesome. Yeah. Um. But I've never read the comic, so it's interesting to hear that it is just great a, a, like a straightforward adaptation. Mm. Great adaptation of the comic. That's rad. Yeah. Um. Have you uh? While we're in this like uh the our, our current reality uh, shifting gears a little bit. Um, you know, we've kind of been quarantined and locked down for some time, as uh, we're all aware. Uh, have you ha- how have your habits, uh, your gaming habits adjusted uh, as we've been locked down? Oh, man. Well, so it's been I can't remember what month or year time. D- time is very weird now. And so it's um, the last year, I feel like I've aged 10 years. And so I can barely <laughs> remember what month and year I actually saw you guys in person 
I, so it must have been around the holidays. Like it was November, in, December of 2019. 2019 yeah. Yeah. So it was like right before the event. But I had my son like six months prior to that. So just I've lived in a black hole since wow. like June of 2019. And then we sort of <laughs> got out for like literally a month and a half. And then it, we right back into pandemic. The pandemic. <laughs> so I was just starting to come out of like the fog of early motherhood um, where I played a ton of games, like so many games. Um, when your baby is a lump, a newborn lump and can just lay on a little pillow, you can play a ton of games while you're wow. just sort of making sure that they don't roll over. Um, but, <laughs> but now he, uh, he moves, he runs and he has opinions about things and, um, and he, uh, he's a toddler. And so he has a lot of feelings. Right. Um, and so we are really cutting down on, you know, screen time. So I can't have the TV on in the middle of the day. So really like my game time has been cut down significantly. <laughs> and after 7 p.m. is basically when I get to play games. But then I'm so tired because, you know, full-time job, full-time yes. pandemic, full-time child raising, not the way it's supposed to be. Um, usually people pick one or the other. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, I'm just exhausted and I go to bed, yeah. at, you know, 9.30 at night. I just fall asleep on myself. Um, so, yeah, game time has been condensed, but I will say it has actually forced me to be a little more choosy about what I'm playing. Um, so I've just really kind of gone out of my way to kind of, uh, you know, really get recommendations from friends and, and sort of choose. So like, I mean, if PS5 had come out two years ago, I would have literally played everything, but I chose, I was like, okay, Miles Morales, Bug Snacks, like those are the two games that I'm going to play. So, uh, what Bug Snacks, Miles Morales, uh, what are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, my, well, God, Miles Morales is great. I, that whole system, even Spider-Man in 2018, it's just so good. Um, such a solid game. Uh, I was really pleasantly surprised because I, I genuinely thought that Miles Morales was going to be really short. I thought it was right. going to feel like DLC, and it actually felt like a pretty decent-sized game. Um, Bugsnax, super cute. Like, really, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. Um, it wasn't what I was expecting, uh, but I, but I ended up enjoying it. And then, um, and you know, now it's just like, I'm back to my, I'm, I'm just back on my bullshit guys. Just overwatch every Monday. <laughs> so I was like, I just constantly play it overwatch. And then, um, and I've been playing, I mean, I play fall guys. Like if I want just something quick. Oh and yeah. Fun. Uh, I, I do want to ask you a little bit because, you know, we're, we're discussing, uh, we're discussing Psychonauts this week, which is a, a you know, a Tim Schafer game, uh, and Tim Schafer has a, you know, a, a, a towering figure within video games, has a legacy with LucasArts and his own company, Double Fine. Um, did you, uh, were you someone who ever messed around with the LucasArts adventures back in the day? I mean, specifically the Tim Schafer games, Day of the Tentacle, Full Throttle, Grim Fandango? I am through and through of those three games. I am mm-hmm. a Grim Fandango girl. Oh hell yeah! Until the day I die, and then after when I get my ticket for the train, like I'm I'm all in on Grim Fandango. I have a Manny Calavera mug. I drink from I drink my coffee wow. out of his head every morning. <laughs> wow, that's right. I love Grim Fandango. It's it's such a great. I mean, I, look, Day of the Tentacle, uh, brutal, like all of the the Lucas the Lucas stuff. Day of the Tentacle, uh, Secret of Monkey Island, like all this stuff. So so good, amazing, mm-hmm. amazing, amazing stuff. Um, but but Grim Fandango is like that's that's the jam for me. Again, more games Heather doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love a good point and click adventure, and yeah. so I, you know, Maniac Mansion was like 
old, old school, like uh, NES um, yes. deep love. So it's like that. I love a good point and click adventure. And so there were some, <laughs> there were some very frustrating parts of Grim Fandango, uh, fully admitted. Um, but, uh, but, but overall, I really love, um, I love that universe. And I'm, I'm bummed, I'm bummed that it might not ever come back because it's still owned by that, by Disney. And it's like yeah. a whole thing. It's all, it's weird because they have, and I don't know exactly how the rights all worked out, but they have, Double Fine has republished, uh, you know, those games as remasters and, right. and you can, you can play those now, but I like, I, you know, I, I don't know if they could make a Grim Fandango too. I have no idea how that, well, like how that all works Mansion. out. Like Lucas owns that too. Oh yeah. You know? And it's like, that would be really cool to like reimagine that somehow. I don't know. It's, it's just such a, they're, they're such cool and weird universes. Like, just, I, like, I think that there could be something there if they really wanted to. Um, have you, uh, have you messed around with any of the, uh, the, you know, cause uh, when I like as, as much as a big a fan of, of Tim Schafer as I am, and as much as I like those old school LucasArts games, Psychonauts, I realized is like the most recent game of his that I had of double finds that I played. Like I never played brutal legend or broken age or even costume quest. Did you mess around with any of those more That's- recent? That's games? wild to me because yeah. Psychonauts was the first game Double Fine released as their yes. own like company. Right. So you've that's the only one you've ever played? Yeah, I've never like a, a Brutal Legend for whatever reason just like didn't quite I don't know. I like Brutal I thought Legend like it was going to be clicked with me. Yeah. I, People, I thought it was gonna be completely my speed, and then when I started seeing it in action, I was like, I don't know if this is for me or not. Yeah, I um not so much that uh, Brutal Legend, but I did really like Costume Quest. I thought that was really cute. Um, it's really good, and I think I'm pretty sure it's on like Game Pass now, so you can play it pretty easily. Um, but yeah, like I mean, that's I think I mean obviously like for me, Psychonauts is the big one. For a lot of people, it's Brutal Legend. Um, I did back uh, Broken Age. That was one of the oh wow. Um, I backed Broken Age. I'm a I'm a Psychonauts two backer, um, and. Uh, I like to think that I'm responsible for Psychonauts 2 because I have pestered Tim Schafer about this for, you know, however long the game came, came out in 2005. So, yes. yeah, I just pestered him about it for 13 years or whatever. And then finally he was like, hey, we're going to do Psychonauts 2. And I, they announced it at the Game Awards and I literally called my brother like sobbing. Like, I'm an adult. <laughs> and I was like, they're doing Psychonauts 2. And wow. he was just like, no way. Wow. And I was like, it's on, it's on right now. There's a, they're going to do it. So, yeah, it was it was a big moment for me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess on that note, we should uh, get into this game so Heather can tear it apart. Um, <laughs> okay. That's, again, don't. Okay. Heather has adamantium claws. <laughs> <laughs> Psychonauts is a platforming adventure game developed by Double Fine Productions and was released in 2005. Other games that came out in 2005 include Civilization 4, Devil May Cry 3, God of War, Guitar Hero, Resident Evil 4, Shadow of the Colossus. This was a banger year for video games. 2005, like if you have nostalgia for a, an era in games, I bet you have a little bit of nostalgia for the year 2005. Um, it was also the year right after, you know, like I think God of War and Katamari Damacy came out the year before. What a great era. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, it was originally published for Microsoft Windows, Xbox, and PlayStation 2. Uh, in uh, 2011, Double Fine reacquired the rights to the, tro- the, the title, and it was re-released on uh, PlayStation 4 and some other... What do you Everywhere. got? Everywhere. Like Xbox. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Steam. God. Uh, All over the place. OS X. <laughs> the other places that you might mm-hmm. play a video game. I uh, follow. It's a platformer and an adventure game. Imagine if you could play an adventure game like Maniac Mansion, but also it was a platforming game. That's what Psychonauts is. It follows. Uh, main character is Rasputin, known as Raz. He's a. Uh, Boy, do you guys think he's a boy? Like a, yeah. or is like so, a, yeah. a male he's a, creature? Is he a little he's boy? A boy? Yeah, he's, he's a little. Boy. Campbell has a weird art style, but yeah, I think he's a boy. He's a little. He's a little boy who runs away from the circus uh, because he has psychic abilities and tries to sneak into a summer camp of other psychic children. Uh, there, he discovers a um, sinister plot by. What's that dude's name? Oleander? Oleander. Coach Oleander, yeah. Coach Coach Oleander. Yeah, I didn't take notes on this. I'm just doing it from memory. You know, I'm just doing it from just off the cuff, you know, like just let giving us like a freewheeling vibe here. Uh, The majority of the gameplay takes place as your main character, Rasputin, enters the minds of other characters in order to investigate their problems and uh, repair them. Yeah, guys, is that sure? That's pretty good. That's great. Um, it is uh, often cited as one of the greatest video games of all time, even though it initially was a commercial failure, uh, like just a like DOA in terms of those copies sold. Um, and maybe we can discuss why that could have been. Guys, let's talk Psychonauts. Um, yeah, I, I, well, let's, uh, you know, Ashley, I, I, I'm assuming you're one of the people who did initially play this when it came out. I was as well. It, I was surprised it sold so poorly because I don't I didn't remember that at the time that no, this was like a critical failure. No, I don't remember that failure. either. Yeah. I remember Majesco going out of business because of it. Like that was I, that was like the big thing. They went out of business yes. because Psychonauts sold so badly. Right. Uh, the rights ended up reverting to to Double Fine or they reacquired them at some point. Yeah, and, they reacquired yeah, they them in. I think Heather mentioned 2011. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So the, uh, like, I, I will say this, that, that I had a memory of playing this on original Xbox. This was, you know, is my Xbox and my roommate's copy of the game. And I do remember really liking it, although I did not finish it at the time, but I do remember it being like, Oh, this is, this is like that Tim Schafer, you know, that's, sh- that sharp writing, uh, you know, much better jokes than most video games have. Um, and uh, and and the platforming pretty good. Uh, so I, I'll say this. I was expecting this to be on Game Pass because, you know, we covered Day of the Tentacle fairly recently, maybe even last episode. And, you know, mm-hmm. that and Full Throttle and, and Grim Fandango are all on Game Pass. Uh, Double Fine was acquired by Microsoft. And, and I, so I'm a little surprised it's not. You can get it on Steam. But I had trouble running it. And, and I, I, you know, like, I guess there are a lot of compatibility issues with Windows 10 and this version of Psychonauts. I I spent like an hour trying to get it running with, you know, compatibility mode and um, getting an old version of DirectX and all this shit eventually gave up. And, but it is on the PlayStation Store. However, Heather, the play, the play, the version of the PlayStation Store is not, you know, necessarily perfect for modern playing either. Yeah, I would say that my 
copy of Psychonauts, which I was playing on PS5 uh, via the PlayStation Store, crashed as much as Cyberpunk. Like it was. Wow. Whoa. Uh, really? Like full crashes out to the menu screen where it was like something has stopped happening with the app. Uh, oh, shit. Like voices were in, missing or in the wrong place. Uh, there'd be times where the jumping sound would like decouple from your jumping. Um, it was a real, a real mess when I was trying to play it. Um, and being that I'm, I'm doing my best to give this game a fair shake yeah. <laughs> to begin with, it was, uh, yeah, it's too, it, it was too bad. So I'm hopefully God. it'll be patched, but, um, otherwise I feel like it shouldn't be available for PlayStation five. If that's going to be the play experience. Mm-hmm. Mine was already installed on my external hard drive that I brought over from my PS4. I don't know if that makes a difference, but like I Hmm. didn't get it from the store. I already had it on an external drive. Like all my PS4 games are on an external drive. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that makes any difference, but I I mean, yeah, there it's buggy. Like it's buggy. But I I didn't have any crashes or anything. So man, that's such a bummer, Heather. That's such a bummer. It's okay. I I mean like it's nobody's fault. Like nobody went back through the entire like compendium of PlayStation games and was like, let's play this one to completion on the PlayStation 5. Like, that's a that's a big job. So, right. yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think there's a, they pointedly are like 99% backward compatible because it's like, yeah. you know, they're, they, you never know. Um, I didn't have any full-on crashes, but I definitely had some hangs, particularly yeah. loading screens, where it would just like hang interminably and, and it'd have to, you know, reload a save. Uh, so it's a little frustrating to play. I would say if you have a, you know, if if you're, you want to experience it, you want to play through this for the first time and you don't have... I don't know. Maybe it runs fine on PS4. I didn't try. I didn't rehook up my PS4. Why would I? I'm in PS5 country now. <laughs> yeah, I played it on PS4 uh, when it first like came out for PS4. Uh-huh. And it seems fine. So I okay, didn't, I, like the loading times are obviously like a little longer than PS5, but like um, unless they crash, but like like what happened with you? But um, but yeah, I like I've played it on pretty much like every platform and it through every generation as it's been available. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah. Uh, so Ashley, you you've talked about how this is a uh, this is I mean uh, one of your favorite games, a game that means a lot to you. I, what is it about Psychonauts that clicked with you so much, and and why do you keep returning to it over the years? I love this game with all my heart, and and it might not be necessarily the best playing a uh, game. Um, I, I know at the time when it had come out, like everybody was all about how absolutely just nightmare-inducing the meat circus was for all the <laughs> right. wrong reasons. Like, the cameras were bad. Like, I mean, it was just not great. And and the camera um, camera control it has aged not great. Like, it's, it's, it's still extremely frustrating. Um, but the idea of the game itself, um, this idea of... Like, it's just a really weird, I guess I'm in a really weird headspace right now, like, with the pandemic and and everything. But, like, there have been a lot of, um, there have been a lot of things uh, that have sort of tried to take away stigmas of, like, mental health and treatment and everything. And I, I love this idea of kind of, like, this the psychology of, you know, people with trauma, people with issues, people, you know, who have things buried in the back of their minds in these vaults. Um, I, I love all those things. I love those kind of, they're really obvious metaphors and, yes. and they're, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not subtle. 
but they're really enjoyable to me. And like, I, I just really love um, some some of the certain ways that the, some of the levels are designed. Like Lungfishopolis is like one of, oh, so cool. to me, one of the greatest video game levels of all time. Like, it's just so good and so pure. And like, just you can tell the people who made it like really love monster movies. They love right. like big monster Godzilla movies. And it's just, you know, and, and it's funny. And like you said, you know, like the writing is really funny and and good and um and so yeah like that's i just really um i think at the time like i i i think a lot of people will appreciate like there are games out there where like you just needed it at that time like when it yes. came out you you just needed it like you needed it in your heart you needed it to like feed your soul and like that game did that for me at that time like i had heather i'd just been fired from play magazine <laughs> <laughs> wow. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. I had just been fired. Uh yeah, I had just been let go because um because I I didn't want to be like I didn't want to take Chris Hoffman's job without a pay raise. And and, he, yeah. and and Dave Halverson was like, uh, we're not paying you more than twenty-five thousand dollars a year to be the senior editor of a national print magazine. And I was like, Wow. Yeah, not about that life. And so he he um he made his executive editor Brady call me and fire me because he could not do it himself. So um, those were the good old days. Man, the good old <laughs> days of games journalism. Right. Um, so you uh, that's funny because I thought you were still at play when Psychonauts came out. Just shy. Um, Just shy. But um the magazine I think pretty famously covered it in really positive terms. Like it was like one of Dave's favorite games for a while, I think. Well, Dave um, loved Majesco like so much. Mm-hmm. Like what was the other game that Majesco put out that had the redhead as a, I know it's a redhead because my, because that's all Tim like, could talk about. <laughs> I, but it was like no. that. I forget the name of uh, the name of that game, and it's going to drive me crazy. But um, yeah, I have a blood rain. I have a vague blood, blood rain. rain. Oh yes, blood yes, rain. yes, yes, yes. That's it. Blood, blood rain. rain. Uh, he was obsessed with blood rain. So um, no, you know what? Actually, no. Now that I think about it, I was there from uh, late, late 2004 until Christmas 2005. So yes, I was there when Psychonauts came out, and I do remember Dave losing his absolute shit about it. Um, but yes, that was. Uh, he he was very excited about, but I needed that game at that time because I was. Uh, <laughs> is it is it it's a tag? You know what? I was basically being terrorized by Dave like on a regular basis, and wow. so like it, yeah. like most other people at the magazine, and so um, yeah, I just needed that game at that time to like work through my traumas of of all the the shit that was going down at that magazine. Um, it was it was not a positive experience for I think anybody involved. No. Um, but can I say that about this about Psychonauts is that now in 2021, we have this understanding that a video game can be anything like like mm-hmm. in the, the rise of indie games happened. Like you've got like the Steam store, like there are so mobile gaming. All of this has happened since this game came out. But in 2005, games were a little bit conservative. Like I'm I, there. There. I mean, especially when you look at that list of other games that came out that year uh, that were that were supposed to, were were great. You've got Guitar Hero, okay, cool, but it's a it's like play it's a it's a peripheral game. Like you're playing mm-hmm. a piano and the stuff is on, or playing a you get what I'm talking about. Although there was there was some novelty to that specifically, just because the big controller like yeah, that was like a yeah. thing that hadn't had mainstream success yet. But but I get, I do get your point that there's a, it, it was like an industry that was. 
Yeah, more, I mean, more lean towards established is, IP. It's a great, it's a fantastic game, but it yes. is, um, it fits within the family of video games. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like this game is doing something unique. And when games would push the boundaries, when games like Silent Hill Two came out, and it was like, hey, you're kind of playing the villain in this game. Um, like Shadow of the Colossus is fantastic, but it is effectively save the princess. Mm-hmm. So a game like Psychonauts, which is like, guys, what if instead of like a level where you're like jumping on the backs of mushrooms and like trying to like, what if you're inside somebody's brain and yes. like there's a whole school? It feels it feels like it's a very creatively liberated game that probably stood out in 2005 really, really uh, above the pack in terms Mm -hmm. of like, this is doing something different with the tools that we're all familiar with. That being said, it is a little bit like playing inside of a Hot Topic store. So that's part of the reason (laughs) I don't like it at all. The the art style I think has you know it is decidedly like intentionally kind of low poly and and it's it's I think it's aged pretty well as a result because it's so stylized it's not going for photorealism it it's you know you can tell it's an older game but it looks pretty good although I do feel like and this is a thing I could not get over replaying it and revisiting it this time Raz your player character looks so much like the B movie B and I yeah. just I could not unsee it. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's not the, the, the game's face. fault. It's the face. It's the face. It's the face. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same pa- like color and the same shape uh, and the same DreamWorks snirk, uh, smirk. Wide eyed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like very. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it. But I. I. I do think that the beyond the 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 aesthetic of it and beyond like kind of like I just think the writing just to, to emphasize is gonna is just like so sharp and was at such a higher level than a lot of other games you'd play at the time. Like what, what would be a, 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 the other contemporaneous platformers? I mean, what like this is like we're like the Jack and Daxter era, right? It's like you know these are games that were not not well written, but it's like it's just like not at, at the same level of sophistication and and and. Uh, 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 I don't know. I, I, it felt like it wasn't. It's um. It sort of reminds me of like uh, when you watch some cartoons that are made for kids. They're made for kids. Yes. But yes. then there are some cartoons that are um, made for kids. Like SpongeBob is a really good example of that. Where it's like it's written so well because kids can laugh at all the jokes. But then there's a lot of stuff for adults there as well. Or the Fairly Odd Parents. Like that's another really mm. good example. It's like there's some really good solid jokes in there. Just like for the adults. Yeah. And I think Psychonauts does that really well. Um, and at the time, like you were saying, like sort of Jack and Daxter era, there's there were sort of like, you know, I think we saw more of it with Ratchet and Clank. Like there's sure. that really kind of took off with that sort of um, type of sort of game comedy. Uh, but yeah, it was like either it was a very family friendly game. And Heather, you mentioned like the conservativeness of it. And it was like not necessarily conservative in 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 tone or conservative. It was just this is the way we've always done it. And so yeah. this is the way that it should be written. And like, sure. Double Fine was able to really say like, well, we're our own production studio now. Like we're our own studio and we're going to write it the way we want to write it. And this was, to me, like, it's really cool to sort of see that was the first time we really saw Tim 
write a game with no limitations. Like, like, and so to me, like, that is one of the purest distillations of, like, Tim's writing that we've ever seen because he, they didn't have the pressure, you know, that they do today with Psychonauts 2, right? Like, or any of the games that they publish. But then they also didn't have the pressure from a publisher or an owner like, you know, or like he did with Lucas. And so right. um, with those games. And so it's, it's it really, it is a, um, it's a very joyous game to me in that way. It feels very free, uh, which which I appreciate very much. Uh, it's also like, it, 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 and, and this was touched on earlier, but the environments, you know, it's very standard in a 3D platformer. You've got an ice world and a lava world and you've got the, uh, you know, the jungle world. It's like, it, it, like, and that's fine. Uh, but here, like the the environments are so varied, and the, the type of gameplay, like mm-hmm. it, you know, it varies it, uh, along with it. Lungfishopolis, which you mentioned, which is just an awesome level, but you're like a kaiju sized version of the character, you know, like rampaging through the city, and then you've got like the uh, you know, uh, uh, the Waterloo World uh, level where you're, you know, it's 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 like you know, you're, you're dealing with a Napoleonic War game, um, and and it's 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 just like it's it's fascinating the way they vary things up graphically and uh and gameplay wise and that also felt novel for its time also uh, the i feel like and maybe i'm wrong the Mm -hmm. boss fight um on the cube predates uh mario galaxy but does the exact same gravitational tricks as mario galaxy uh where you can rotate the object that you're on top of and hook yourself around the object using sort of gravitational orbit, like jumping. Like right. it, 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 I was like, oh shit, this is, this is Mario Galaxy and it's, it's ahead of it. Yeah. I think, was, I think like two years ahead. Yeah. Cause Mario yeah. Galaxy, I want to say was 07. Well, the Wii was so six. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Like 07. Yeah. It was, it was significantly later then. Right? Yeah, it was like it was like it was like a couple years later. So, um, I mean, there's no reason why I I guarantee you Miyamoto played that game. We all know Miyamoto <laughs> played Psychonauts. Come on, like it's such a weird game. How could you not? Like, if you're right. a weirdo like Miyamoto is, I mean, I'm sure you you'd want to. Um, also, the big swing of you know. Tim Schafer working in graphic adventures for basically his whole career and then just being like, well, let's make a platformer now. I mean, that's just like a completely, you know, different genre attack. It's it's you know, it's it's and uh, and I that's a, there's a high degree of difficulty in doing that. Uh, there's maybe some uh, the, the seeds of that were maybe uh, uh, planted with Grim Fandango with that controlling with a controller as opposed to with a with a uh, with a mouse. But. It, like it is a completely it is such a huge swing to attempt this. Mm-hmm. And so I admire its ambition. That said, to unfavorably compare this to Mario Galaxy, I think the thing that doesn't quite hold up is it It just doesn't quite pl- it feels dated to play yeah. less so to to like even though the, the visuals are dated, um, the story, you know, all that still carries it through. But just like actually playing it, it's like. We're kind of in that banjo kazooie collectathon school of I've just got so many different uh, currencies that I have to accumulate. You know, I just have to walk through the what the mental cobwebs and the, yeah, uh, the side cards and the yeah. the figments of the imagination, yeah. all that stuff. The baggage, like the, 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 yeah, emotional, the baggage, emotional baggage, yeah. the vaults. Yeah, yeah it's it's a yeah. collectathon for sure. Which is like, guys, like that is my. That is my shit. Like, I, it's like, that's, I'm a magpie for collectionist games. Like, that, I can't, it's so bad. It's an addiction. I feel it's a sickness. 
Wow. I will say that rummaging rummaging for bips and bops in like The Last of Us or God of War, like I love that shit. Like I love, oh, I'm going into a corner and there's a shiny thing and I got to pick it up and it'll make like a ching, like a sound that's like it's really <laughs> rewarding. Yeah. It's right. like a great dopamine hit. I, here's why I think it doesn't work for Psychonauts is there's too many pachings. Mm-hmm. There'll yes. be like 15 <laughs> on screen it. and you're like, I don't feel like I've discovered anything. Like I can see them from 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 far away. They're very large at times too. <laughs> you can build a whole Psychonauts level off of the psychology of playing Psychonauts. Like of the, the <laughs> in a bit, like the, the numbness we now feel from the collection. Did you guys find the penis duck? There's <laughs> penis duck. Yeah, one of the figments. Okay, this is a very weird story. I met Scott Campbell once. He did a he did a, a book signing. He he does. Um, if anybody's actually, a lot of people are probably more familiar with Scott's art now with Great Showdowns, which is his little art series where he has two different um, sets of characters or one one versus one character kind of staring at each other, and they're all real cute. Um, he has books of that. And so he also illustrates a lot of children's books. So he did a signing at this art gallery nearby. And we went there. Um, and I said, I was a really big fan of Psychonauts. And he's like, oh, have you found the penis duck? And I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah, one of the figments. Uh, one of the figments is made. It's like a duck, but it really, it's like, a, it's a penis. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I'm going to go replay the game now just to go find that duck. And it is, in fact, it is very early in the game. It's in basic braining. It's the first level. Uh, and it it is, in fact, uh, it, it, he was not lying. It was a it's a it's a duck who is also a penis. Like, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I think I found that and thought it was just part of the humor, because that's also where you're beating meat, right? You're literally right. beating the meat. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I was like, oh, it's it's this kind of game. Um, I searched for penis duck psychonauts Uh, safe search off I was gonna say Um, am I the only person that is it a link to my like is it a link to because I'm the only person that talks about it (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know, it's weirdly there isn't I, I expected there to be like some, you know, a forum post or something about it, but it, it's not a, it's it's there's no info on it from that search. But the second headline that uh, that came up completely unrelated, Wu-Tang affiliated rapper who cut off his penis gets married. So good for him. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Glad that worked Wait. out. What did you search, Nick? I searched I search for uh, uh, Wu-Tang rapper no penis marriage. No, I searched for. <laughs> it was the second hit? As yeah, it was the second one. I searched for penis duck psychonauts and nothing <laughs> nothing with actually uh, uh, related to this this figment. Um, but I will say that of the things that you can collect, the thing one thing I really liked, and I think it's it's well done in this game. And I, I and they're actually just really cool pieces of art you get to look at are the uh, the mental vaults. Yes. When you get a mental vault and you get this little slideshow through this view master where you're just kind of seeing, you know, someone's uh, someone's uh, history, mental health history. Sometimes it has a little joke to it. Sometimes it has a little pathos to it. It's like it's uh, those are really well done dark af did you find 100 mila's second one with the kids is like oh yeah brutal <laughs> yeah and the there's first time i found that i was like what <laughs> 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 the orphanage burns down like i was just like all the children like it was oh boy they're like old view masters for those of you yes. listening yeah. who haven't played the game it's like you discover a view master and you like click through somebody's life and it's like little black and white comics 
of what they've gone through or some like pivotal moment. And yeah. for those of you who are, who are listening who are 20, a Viewmaster uh, was like a <laughs> pair of binoculars that had some images in it. And then you would it was like kind of like a little toy that you could and, you could toggle through. And for those of you who are listening, who are just a general audience. Yeah, Nick, Nick's just a jerk. He's always just like correcting me. <laughs> That's like the hook of the show. You're new to the show. <laughs> Fun fact, if you backed Psychonauts 2 at a certain level, they sent you a Viewmaster with all the huh? little uh, all the little Viewmasters from the game. I have it. What? I just actually that's just so got rad. all the little discs uh, about two weeks ago in the mail. Holy shit, that's really wow. cool. It's really cool. And they like, and they, you I put them all, it's all, they're all there. It's every single one of the vaults from the first game. It's really cool. I feel like when we hear something this cool about Psychonauts, it's a good time to provide a counterpoint of something that wasn't cool. <laughs> So for me, <laughs> get in there, Heather. For me, uh, I sent I sent Apodaca a sound uh, file in the final level of the game, uh, which is the meat circus, where you are rescuing child Oleander uh, from a, a terrible memory that he's experienced. Uh, he is brought to different sections of the level where he is attacked by rabbits and you have to get to him before his health uh, declines. The sound that he makes is more grating than the sound of baby Mario falling off of the back of Yoshi, and it is overlaid over the sound of nightmare circus music. So let's just get an idea of like the kind of anxiety that the final level might have generated in a player who couldn't find the fucking kid. Just over and over again in the background, a child screaming, ow, my face, that hurts, ow, as you are desperately trying to figure out where they are in this three-dimensional nightmare of a level. Which is notoriously terrible with the camera angles. <laughs> notoriously bad. I mean, this is like one of... I, it's like one of the all-time worst camera-controlled platformer levels that has ever existed. Did you uh, uh, did you finish this back in tw- in 2005? I did. Wow. Um, I finished she it. She braved it, the meat circus. I, the meat circus took me, I want to say, literally, like, nonstop gameplay for a month. Like, I, wow. I mean, it's just like every day I was, like, hitting, hit, hitting the meat, <laughs> hitting the meat circus. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was so frustrating. And, like, so it was just, like, it took me, it took me weeks to beat, beat that circus because it was, it was the camera angles. Like, it just, you get lost in there. And then, like Heather was saying, like, there are points in the, in the level where, oh, and then there's, like, rising water. And it, th- there's just a lot going on in that level. And it makes it, I mean, if you're not a really good platformer gamer, like, which I I would argue I am. Yeah, absolutely. uh, It was even difficult for me. So there are a lot of people, I will never forget the Game Facts forums for this game. People were pissed about the Meat Circus. They hated that level. And like, and and yeah, it was really frustrating. Yeah, because this was, I mean, it is the last level. And you, and there were, this is, I remember get people like bouncing off of this game. I, I think I, ba- I made it to like the Milkman conspiracy. That's about as far as I got it awesome. on my initial playthrough. Uh, awesome level. Um, but the, uh, but the, 
uh, people were bouncing off of the meat circus, and it's literally the last level of the game. So to put invest yeah. that much to get ninety five percent of the way through just, it, and then be like, "This is so frustrating. I'm not going to finish this fucker." It's brutal. it was really yeah, really rough. Um, I I, I really do think, and I'm really hoping that we get like some sort of remaster for this. Yeah, uh, that's that's on Game Pass. And uh, because I think this is this is one that would really benefit from, yeah, some camera tweaks. And I know they made some adjustments when they re-released it. I know that they updated a little bit when they re-released it on Steam. But I, I, I don't know, just just like a fresh coat of paint and just a, just some tweaks to make this a little bit more playable for a contemporary audience. Because, again, you know, the story does hold up and, and it is like such an interesting world. That said, I will say that. Playing this a little bit more uh, uh, for this episode, uh, returning to this game, it, it's it did get me hyped for Psychonauts too. I was like, oh yeah, wait, I really really want to play this game. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. Um, yeah, I've got a question for both of you because we, yes, just you mentioned the Milkman conspiracy. Uh, playing that, I hadn't played Psychonauts in a few years since before I picked it up again for this episode, and I like kind of did did a replay through. And man, playing through the Milkman Conspiracy takes on a whole new meaning in a world of QAnon. Oh, yeah. And like, I was playing through it and I'm like, I hate conspiracies now so much. Like, it's so hard for (laughs) me to be like, this is so enjoyable. And this is just so I'm enjoying this so much. And I'm like, this these poor this poor man. <laughs> Deprogram him. My God. He spends too much time on Facebook. Yeah, this guy completely just uh fucking Boyd brainwashed. One hundred percent stormed the Capitol. <laughs> just throwing 100%. jugs of milk. Yeah. Very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it it definitely is a thing where it's just it's 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 not just like oh the moon landing was fake haha ha, that's a fun little there's mm-hmm. more people that like no now it's like some the <laughs> this yeah. this uh awful uh, white nationalist Can- movement cannibals and white supremacy it's great yeah, yeah it's super oh, so depressing yeah wait yeah. you guys don't believe that stuff is that what <laughs> oh my god no I, I think we're saying here? it's depressing that it's true that that's the world we live yeah, in it's rough. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's really sad when your eyes get opened. Um, I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Uh, we should I'm get on to- the road crew. I'm on the road crew. <laughs> Did you like that? I love the pie one. That's like my favorite one where she's like, I bake my pies. Like, it's just so good. She's then then she's like, you tramp. You tramp. Like, I love that they yes. use the word tramp. That was good. It's it's right. I mean, the dialogue throughout is just so it's so, it's so clever. Um, well, we should get to our final thoughts on Psychonauts. It's time for our review crew. That's adorable. Will he say something positive <laughs> and give this game a numerical decimal rating? Um, I will say, uh, you know, uh, uh, contra Heather's complaints about the sound design, which are fair, which are fair. There are there are some po- points where the sound design can be a little grating, but I do think the score is really really good. It's another Peter McConnell score, a uh, great great video game composer, um, and uh, and and I think it's awesome. And I think it works well throughout. Look, if I uh, prepped a little better, I would have something to play right now. But I don't. But you know what? Matt will throw something in later. It's it's in. They heard it. Wow. I bet you guys like that. 
that clip from great, Psychonauts. What a great clip. What a great music clip. That's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> <laughs> I had my uh, first dance at our wedding to uh, to that song. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give this a I, I think it, it it hasn't aged quite great, but uh, like play gameplay wise, which was Ashley's point. But I do think that the the that it is such a cool, awesome game. And and I, I in its current state in 2021, I would give this an eight point five. Uh, Heather, uh, what do you think? Look, I. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the thing: is that, I like, love when I'm things start. Like so this. tired of being the person who doesn't like the game that the guest loves. Like, I hate being that person. It makes me feel crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm willing to gaslight myself right here and be like, "This was an excellent game," and it really, it is. Like, it's, it's creative. It's thoughtful. It's deep, like, um, like it really, it's, it's not, you could pull a million games off the shelf from 2005 and they would not be interesting in 2021. They would be immediately forgettable, absolutely broken with like just, um, a, a, a shitty execution of a great metaphor. And this game has none of that. So I'm willing to say that I'm wrong and that this is a good game. And my like petty grievances with the voice acting or like the music aren't enough to say that Psychonauts isn't good. And also I've played legitimately fucking terrible games on this podcast and this wasn't one of them. Um, so I'm going to give Psychonauts in 2021 a, a nice 7.7. Like a hey, good, there you go. A good, healthy a good score game. for a good, healthy game. Uh, Dave Halverson wants you to, to bump that up a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Dave Eight. Halverson. Dave. Uh, Dave's going to say. Yeah, Halverson definitely would have emailed me and been like, How dare uh, you? Psychonauts is advertising in the issue, so can you please uh, <laughs> maybe give it a 10? <laughs> oh, uh, you're giving me also. flashbacks. You're giving me flashbacks of Perfect Dark Zero and Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, uh, your positive thought, your your score. Uh, my positive thing is, I mean, I this was one where I played this like when it was new. Like I, this is like a rare experience for me that I actually got to play this when it was a new game. Um, and I remember seeing it on like some like probably on G4 somewhere. And I like this. Um, uh, what it, oh, there's like another weird. Oh, Beyond Good and Evil, like those kinds of games. Like, oh, wow, yeah. these are like kind of cool games i've never no one ever would have told my, my friends aren't playing these games should i play these games they seem cool and i was like very into those two so it was just it it, it was a blast from the past because i was um it, yeah like in high school i think with this no i was ooh, i was younger than that I was in middle school uh when this when this how game dare came you out. i know um so it, it felt <laughs> <We're> great furious <laughs> i'm so sorry um but i yeah playing this was sort of like playing uh like i don't know putting on like an old sweatshirt that doesn't quite fit anymore. Like it's like, Oh, I used to love this sweatshirt and it's so cozy and the memories of it were so cozy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a little clunky on the playthrough, but I, I loved it back then. And I, I loved playing it again this time. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it an eight. I think it's a, a wonderful game. Wow. Good score so far. Ashley, uh, your thoughts on uh, your beloved Psychonauts? <laughs> well, like you said, obviously I love this game. Um, and I, I, it was a game that I needed at the time to experience. I just, it hit me like right, 
right in my hearts. Um, so there's a special place for it. But I am also a discerning gamer, and I fully agree with Heather in that, like, it has not aged well in a lot of ways. Like, it seems very creaky, and and there are just so many things to collect. Um, I I also agree that it's it is a a premise that still today seems very fresh, which is why I think uh, you know we're all pumped about Psychonauts too, um, and uh, and I hope they they push that envelope and and get even more thoughtful about you know the the stigmas of mental health and and mental illness and and um, this idea of sort of like helping people clean up what's in there, um, and uh, so I I love all of that, um, but you know. It's got that PS2 uh, creaky camera feel to it, man. And sometimes it is so frustrating. And um, and there are there are moments where it's just, you know, it's a little too open in, in the way that, you know, you just sometimes you're just not really sure where you're supposed to go next unless you're really paying close attention. And sometimes, sometimes maybe I'm drunk while playing games. Who knows? <laughs> Look, we're in a pandemic. Sometimes I don't even know where I am half the time. So, uh, so yeah, I think I think in a lot of ways, like it has it has not aged well uh, technically, um, but creatively, it has aged uh, very much uh, like a fine wine. I think it's it's done well for itself there, um, and so I I would give it. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight point one. Would it just wow. slightly higher than than Matt? Wow! Wow! Yeah. There we wow. go. Well, hey, we're on the same general range here in yeah. our enthusiasm for this game. But Heather, maybe we're wrong. Yeah, maybe we were wrong. I mean, I gave this a positive score, so I've got some negative reviews here that are just like ready to go. People with contrary opinions to mine about how Psychonauts is. And that's a segment that we do every episode is the <laughs> one where we say an, the opposite is the <laughs> wow i have improvised my way through this section so well for like the last three episodes <laughs> which i was about to call issues so i don't even know what's going on i might wow. be having like a minor like aneurysm or something heather do you smell toast <laughs> i don't I, I don't. And I'm not hungry either. Um, <laughs> all right. So I've got a review here from GamesBeat uh, by Ron Dippled. Title, Psychonauts is a horrible game. Uh, the review starts by saying, I just beat Psychonauts for the third time. I bought it the day it was released. I played it again later and I just beat my S Steam sale copy. Uh, the whole art style of the Matador section is fantastic. Lungfishopolis and the Milkman are two of my favorite levels, but as a game, this is just awful. The secondary starting area at the camp is just boring. I realize that it's a general training area in which all your new powers are the concepts of the game, but after your brief taste of excitement and fun in Coach Oleander's World War II mind, you're cast loose in a semi-open yet very restrictive world. Uh, the uh, piece goes on, but most damningly for a game that relies so heavily on platforming, Psychonauts is just awful at it. Uh, it's infuriating to be required to cross a rope and shimmy up a spire and the game refuses to acknowledge that you're trying to climb up the spire and instead repeatedly kicks you back or worse down to the ground where you have to start all over again. Uh, this, this review has paragraph after paragraph after paragraph of just really railing on even the rail grinding sections of Psychonauts. Um, 
That being said, this person still loves the game. <laughs> See, that's the inherent charm of this game. Like the creative storytelling is that it's uh, it it really for its faults. It and the creative the creativity of the game really rescues it from its faults. I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I got a quick one. This is from Blue Kingdom on the Steam Store. Not recommended. This is the full text of the review. A boring classic. Well, Heather, so there you that. go. <laughs> Heather, how dare you write such a thing? I just like someone comparing Psychonauts mentally to like the treasure of the Sierra Madre. That like <laughs> this is like the Count of Monte Cristo. It's a boring old classic. Yeah, just like I want to be. I want to create something that's referred to as a boring classic. Like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> what an honor! That's Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> just oh, what a boring classic that is. Like, it'll, it, what a timeless piece of shit. <laughs> what? Thank you, uh, Heather. Do you have any more? Yeah, I've got one. So. I went out hunting for negative reviews and there aren't a lot of them. There's z- on Metacritic. It's zero out of 33 are negative reviews uh, for Psychonauts. Like it really is a cult classic. I do find that there is a tone in all of the negative reviews, which I think is captured very well by this Reddit post from two years ago. Psychonauts, the best terrible game I have ever played. <laughs> I have finished Psychonauts today and it's simultaneously the best terrible game I've ever played. Simultaneously the best terrible. And anyway, All right. I love the writing. The platforming is strong and the art style too. All that said, I've never spent so much time Googling what to do next. Some objectives are so obscure. It's ridiculous. Glad I finished it. Uh, Brutal Legend is up next. Anyway, the, a lot of the people who complain about the game are like, this is a great game. It's also awful. And I feel like that's also the tone of my complaints about it. It's like, wow, I can't imagine playing this in 2005. But also, man, that music, I don't like it that much. But also, it's good music. It's just <laughs> not for me. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that I mean I had another one pulled that I'm uh, that I'm not going to read, but it's along the same lines. It was just like you know, it's it, it likes the likes the game, likes the writing, likes the world, uh, hates the platforming, hates the gameplay. Um, but uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, I I guess I don't know what to if someone if someone's listening to this and is curious about Psychonauts. I think my advice would be wait for Psychonauts too. At I this agree. Point. I think that's I the way to go. Um, but hey, it's time for the question block. All right, this one's from at Garbodorian Gray on Twitter, and they write, One particularly hard jump in the meat circus made me quit playing Psychonauts because I was so frustrated. What's the closest you've gotten to finishing a game without actually finishing it? I also quit the final bosses on Hollow Knight and The Messenger. Um, I, I, you know, I played The Messenger. I actually bounced off The Messenger when it, get, it opens up to it's like a linear platformer for like 10 hours and then it turns into a metroidvania and i was just kind of like eh, i don't want it i just uh, this isn't what i wanted to play mm-hmm. um uh it's good though uh i actually i think i've said this on the podcast before but uh ninja gaiden one or two one of the ninja gaidans i i quit on the final boss i was just like you just got to it and i was like fuck this i'm done um and uh i don't know i i i guess like i You'd think the sunk cost at some point would be like, I'm just going to go through. I'm just going to power through. And and but no, I'm just like, fuck it. I want to do something else with my life. <laughs> uh, I also think I've had this answer on the podcast before, which is Final Fantasy seven, the original. Uh, I got all the way to the final boss, but I was just slightly under leveled and I had saved it 
I'm not one of those people that has multiple saves. I kind of pot commit to a to a game. Uh, and I had I've saved it where it's impossible for me to level up anymore. I think you're it's like the final save before the before the final boss. Mm-hmm. And so I never, ever, ever finished the original Final Fantasy VII. I did finish Final Se- Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> you, you don't believe in multiple saves, yet somehow you were able to finish Cyberpunk. How did that happen? I well, wait, why? Why is that? So here's the thing about Cyberpunk: yeah. is that going into it, I knew that it was like fucking glitched as shit. So I do have multiple saves on yeah. Cyberpunk. Got it. Uh, you had information and going in. Saves. <laughs> uh, because there's, I, I was like, I'd, I'd heard about like, when I started playing it, there was a way that could you could play it that would corrupt your save itself. Yes. If yeah. you crafted too much. So I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going <laughs> to risk this. So I do have tons of saves on Cyberpunk, which I may platinum in the next 48 hours. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Another great, terrible game. <laughs> yeah. It's so... Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Ashley, anything reason. come to for a different, re- completely different reasons? Uh, Ashley, anything come to mind? Oh man, you guys are gonna, I, you guys are gonna kick me off the show. Oh, I didn't no. finish Breath of the Wild. I I wow. finished all the regions and everything. Like I literally, I've I've beaten every shrine. I have every shrine. I everything. Every shrine. The giant horse. Like I, I did everything in that game, and I, the castle's available to me. I can go in there, and I'm just like, yeah. Like I just never. I I don't. There's something inside me that's like either doesn't want the game to end, which I'll, I understand. Mm-hmm. I got all the, I even got all the goddamn Korok seeds, you guys. Like you I got them all. I got them all. Like I. There's like, like 900. Collectionist. It's a yeah. big one. Uh, but, but it was also, like once I did those things, I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm done with this game. Like I'm good. Wow. I, I, first off, we we knew this about Ashley because of her the way she took on knights. Uh, yes was like straightforward, yes, I'm attacking this game. So it does not surprise me that she found all the Kuroks. What does surprise me is Princess Zelda's reaction to Link just fucking walking away after she's watched him do all this shit. <laughs> 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 oh, he's gotta he's gotta make sure he's got the best weapons to to beat the to beat Ganon. Boy, it's gonna be back. okay. I'm is it? And is it? and then and then he's like eh. <laughs> just like, fucking Aww. walks off. <laughs> you could probably one-shot Calamity Ganon with no, this. No, it's I, like, I, well, but yeah, it's like I mean, if I went, like, I'm sure I it was the first. It, it was the first game I got on Switch. I got it with with launch, and I, I played it nonstop because there was nothing else out. And so, um, yeah, and I just I I played it for I don't God six months straight. I just have I have like over hundred hours in that game. Well over, wow. I mean, two, well over two hundred hours in that game. And um, and I just, yeah, I got I I finished everything. I was just like, I feel like my work's done here. <laughs> just wow. like left the left Ganondorf uh, left Ganon in charge. Like just left him. <laughs> just gave up you the got castle, this, buddy. I'm sure you. Yeah. I'm sure you'll take care of it. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> I admire this. Um, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedBot or send us an email at GetPlayedBot at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAY. That is 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering is by the great Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. Our guest today, Ashley Escada. Thank you so much for returning to the show. A delight to have you on. Anything you would like to plug at this time? Uh, no. I like you know. I'm just just come hang out with me on Twitter. I I feel like I'm 
I feel like I do nothing. But also, I do stuff. I don't know. Just follow me on Twitter. Come come hang out with me on Twitter. Let's Come yell at me about not finishing Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our listeners will yell, all right. Uh, <laughs> Matt, tell us next week's game. Next week's game, Coffee Talk. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge. Surprise.